0: Ashley Brock, reading Nora Roberts' book, Rising Tides, Chapter 10. The following day, as sunset approached, Grace wasn't certain she was glad at all. Her nerves were stretched so tight she could feel them straining and bubbling under her skin. Her stomach continually jumped in quick like rabbit hops, and her head was beginning to throb in a sharp, intense rhythm. It would be just perfect. She thought in disgust. If Anna managed to get Ethan over here, she simply pitched forward, ill and babbling at his feet. That would be seductive. She should never have agreed to this foolishness. told herself. She paced her little house yet again. Anna had thought so quickly, made up her mind so fast, with everything in motion so smoothly that she'd been swept along before she could calculate the pitfalls. What in the world would she say to him if he came? Which he probably wouldn't, she thought, caught between relief and despair. He probably wouldn't even come, and then she'd have sent her baby away for the night for nothing. It was too quiet. There was nothing but the early evening breeze rustling through the trees for company. Aubrey had been there where she belonged. They'd have been reading her bedtime story now. She would have been all scrubbed and bubbled, powdered, and curled up on a Grace's arm in the rocker, snuggling and sleeping. When she heard her own sigh, Grace pressed her lips tightly together and marched to the small stereo system on the yellow pine shelves in the living room. She liked the CDs from her collection, an indulgence that she refused to feel guilty over and let the house filled with the weeping and romantic notes of Mozart. She walked to the window to watch the sun drop lower in the sky. The light was going soft, slipping away shade by shade. In the ornamental Plum that graced the Cutters' front yard, a lone whippoorwill, began to sing to the twilight. She wished she could laugh at herself, silly Grace Monroe, standing by the window in a pink dress, waiting for a star to wish on. But she lowered her forehead to the glass, closed her eyes, remember, reminded herself that she was too old for wishes. Anna thought she would have done very well in the espionage game. She had kept her plans locked tight behind closed lips, no matter how Desperately, she wanted to spill out everything to Cam. She had to remind herself that he was, after all, a man, and he was Ethan's brother, which was another strike against him. This was a woman thing. She thought she was very subtle about keeping her eyes on Ethan all as well. He wasn't going to escape somewhere directly after dinner, as was his habit, nor would he have a clue that his sister-in-law was keeping him on a short range. The ice cream idea had been a brainstorm. She picked up a gallon on the way home and knew how all three of her men, as she liked to think of them, settled on the back porch down on bound bowls of Rocky Road. Timing and execution, she told herself, and rubbed her hands together before she stepped out on the porch. It's gonna be a warm night. It's hard to believe it's nearly July already. She wanted to the porch rail to lean over and scan her flower beds. Coming right along, she thought with a sense of righteous satisfaction. that we could have a backyard picnic on the 4th. They have fireworks on the waterfront, Ethan put in, every year, half hour after sunset. You can see them from right here on the porch really that would be perfect wouldn't it be fun seth you could have your friends over and we'll cook burgers and dogs that'd be cool he's already down to scrapping his bowl and calculating how to finesse seconds have to dig out the horseshoes he came to say, do we still have the meeting yeah, they're, um, in music. Anna shifted just enough to rub her husband's knee. The three of you could play. You don't play together nearly often enough to suit me. I'll have to make a list. You'll have to tell me who we can invite in the food. Food! She thought she faced flustered irritation very well as pushed away from the portrait. How could I have forgotten? I promised Grace to trade her my recipe for tortilla, for tortilla, for hers fried chicken she dashed inside her cheek the index card that she neatly written the recipe on something she'd never done before in her life then dashed back out again all apologies for ethan would you run this over to her he stared at the little white card if he hadn't been sitting down his hands would have jumped in a smoke what i promised i'd give her this today and i completely slipped my mind i had to run it over myself but i still have a report to finish i'm just dying to try out that fried chicken she went on quickly pushing the recipe card in his hand then all about dragged him to his feet <laughs> It's kind of late. Oh, it's not even nine o'clock. Don't give him time to think. She warned herself. Don't give him a chance to pick out the flaw. She pulled him into the house. He smiled, some fluttering lashes move along. I really appreciate it. I'm so scouter-brained these days. Feel like I'm chasing my own tail half the time. Tell her I'm sorry I didn't get it to her sooner, and be sure to let me know how it turns out once she's tried it. Thanks so much, Ethan. She had a raisin' up give him a quick confession of peckling. I love having brothers. Whoa, he was baffled, close, little miserable, but the way the she said that, the way she smiled when she did, left him helpless. <laughs> I'll be right back. I don't think so. if <laughs> that was a wisely controlled chuckle. she cheerfully waved him off. Second, his chuckle was out of sight. She dusted her palms together, missing cleave. Just what the hell was that? Can't he demand her to make her jump. Mm, was surprised. I don't know what you mean. She would have sailed past him and into the house. But he stepped out, blocked her path. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Intrigued, and he angled his head. She was to look innocent, he decided, but couldn't pull it off. Too much, fair glee in her eyes. Exchanging recipes, Anna. So what? She looked at her. I'm a very good cook. No argument there. But you're not the recipe emergency type. And if you'd been so hell bent on giving one the grace, you'd have picked up the phone. Which is something you didn't give Ethan a, a chance to point out. Since you were just batting your ash- lashes at him and cooing like some empty-headed twit. Twit? Which you're not. He continued slowly backing her up, since she was strapped against the porch rail. At all, shrewd, savory, sharp. He laid his hands on either side of her hips to gave her. That's what you are. It was, she supposed, a fine compliment. Thank you, Cameron. Now, really, you should get to that report. Uh-uh. Why'd you call news in and going over graces? She shook back her hair, and a bland looked at in his eyes i think a shrewd savory sharp guy like you ought to be able to figure that out <laughs> his brothers you're trying to get something going between them something is going between them but your brother is slower than a lame turtle he's slower than a lame turtle with bifocals but that's easy don't you think they should muddle through this on their own all they need is five minutes alone and that's all i did work it out so they have five minutes alone besides she slipped her arms up and around his neck we deliriously happy women want everyone else to be deliriously happy too he cocked his bow, brow. Do you think I'm going to fall for that? She smiled and leaned up to the his bottom Yeah. You're right. He murmured and let her convince him. He just sat in his truck for a full five minutes. Recipes. That's the dumbest damn thing he'd ever heard of. He'd always thought Anna was a sensible woman. But here she was, sending him off to deliver recipes for Christ's sake. And he wasn't ready to see Grace just yet. Not that his mind was made up about her, but even a rational man had certain weaknesses. Still. He didn't see how he was going to get out of it. As he was already here, he may, he'd make it quick. She was probably putting the baby to bed, so he'd just get it done and get out of her way. Like a man condemned, he dragged himself out of the truck to her front door. Through the screen, he could see the flickering lights of candles. He shifted his feet. I noticed that music was playing, so something with was weeping strings and soaring piano. He never felt more ridiculous in his life than he did standing there on Grace's front porch holding a recipe for a pasta dish while music slid around the warm summer night. He knocked on the wood frame, not too loudly, as he worried about waking Aubrey. He gave serious thought to sticking the card in the door and high tailing it, but he knew that would be cowardice, plain and simple, and Anna would want to know why he hadn't brought her the instructions for Grace's fried chicken. When he saw her, he wished the God Almighty had taken the coward's way. She walked out from the kitchen at the back of the house. The tiny place had always made Ethan think of a dollhouse, so she didn't have far to travel. To him, it seemed he watched her walk through that music, that light. For hours, she wore a pale, fragile pink that skimmed down to her ankles with a row of tiny pearl buttons from the hollow of her throat to the hem that flowed all round her bare feet. He had rarely seen her in her dress, but now he was too thunderstruck by the sight of her to question why she was wearing it. All he could think was she looked like a rose, long and slim, just ready to bloom, his tongue tangled up in his mouth. Ethan her hand trembled lightly as she reached the door, opened the screen. Maybe she hadn't needed a start a wish on after all, for here he was, standing close and watching her. I was I was. Her scent familiar as his own seemed wrapped around his brain. And I sent you she asked me to bring this by. Mr by Grace took the card he held out. The side of the recipe she had to bite the inside of her cheek she came from laughing. Her nerves backed off just enough that her eyes smiled when she lifted them to it. That was nice of her. You got hers. Her what? The one she wants. The chicken thing. Oh, yes. Back in the kitchen. Come on in while I hit it. What chicken thing? She wondered, nearly giddy from suppressed laughter that she knew She knew would come out well on the historical side. The, young um, casserole, right? No. Yeah, she had such tiny waist, He thought. such narrow feet. Fried. Oh, that's right. I'm so scattered, lately. He's going around. He mumbled. He thought it was safer to look anywhere but at her. You know, a pair of fat white candles burning on the counter. You blow a fuse. Excuse me? What's wrong with your lights? Nothing. She could feel the heat rise in her cheeks. She didn't have a recipe for fried chicken written down anywhere. Why would she? She just did the same as you always did when it came time to, to make it. I like candlelight sometimes. Goes with music. He only grunted. wishing she would hurry up so he would get the hell away. He already put Aubrey to bed. She's spending the night with my mother. His eyes, which had been steadfastly studying her ceiling, shot down at hers. She's not here. No, it's her first overnight. I've already called over there twice. She smiled a little. Her fingers reached up the fiddle with the top button of her dress, and the way it Ethan's mouth water. I know she's only a few miles away, and as safe as she'd be in her own crib, but I couldn't help it. The house feels so different with her here. Dangerous was the word he'd have used. Pretty little dollhouse was suddenly as deadly as a wild field. There wasn't any little girl innocently sleeping in the next room. They were alone, with music sobbing and candles flickering, and Grace was wearing a pale pink dress that just begged to have those little white boats undone one by one by one. The tips of his fingers were an itch. I'm glad you stopped by holding tight to her courage. She took a step forward and tried to remember that she had the power. I was feeling a little blue. He took a step back. More than his fingertips were itching now. I said I'd be back directly. You can stay for coffee or whatever. Coffee. If his system got any more wired than it was at the moment, he would have jumped right through his skin. The Nancy the hip hornpipe. I don't think. Ethan, I can't stare clear of you the way you asked me. St. Chris is too small, and our lives are too tangled up together. She can feel the pulse in her throat pounding against her skin in a hard instant little knife, and I don't want to. I don't want to stare clear of you, Ethan. I said I had my reasons, and you can think of them. What they were if she just stopped looking at him with those big green eyes, I'm just watching out for you, Grace. I don't need you to watch out for me. We're all grown up, both of us're alone, both of us. She stepped closer. She could smell his after work shower on him, but under it, as always, was the scent of the bay. I don't want to be alone tonight. <laughs> he edged to back if he hadn't known her better, he'd been have sworn she was stalking him. I've made up my mind on this, but damn it, it wasn't his mind working overtime, it was his loins. Just stay back, Grace. It seems like I've been standing back forever. I want to move forward, Ethan, whatever that means. I'm tired of staying back or standing still. If you don't want me, I'll live with it. But if you do, just move closer. Lifted a hand to lay it on his heart and discovered that his heart was pounding. If you do, then why won't you take me? He backed hard to the counter. Stop it. You don't know what you're doing here. Of course I know what I'm doing. She snapped it out, suddenly furious with a pair of them. I'm just not doing a good job of it, since you'd rather climb up my kitchen wall than lay a finger on me. What do you think I'll do? Shatter into a million pieces? I'm a grown woman, Ethan. I've been married. I've had a child. I know what I'm asking you, and I know what I want. I know you're a grown woman. I've got eyes then use them and look at me how could he do otherwise why'd he ever believe he could they're standing in the shadow and light was everything he yearned for i'm looking at you grace with my back to the wall he thought in my heart in my throat here's a woman who wants you ethan one who needs you i saw his eyes change that sharpened, darkened, focus an unsteady breath she sat back maybe i'm what you want what you need <laughs> He was afraid she was, and that telling himself he could and would with a do without her had been an exercise in futility. She was so lovely, all rose and gold, and the candlelight, her eyes so clear and honest. I know you are, he suddenly. Like, but that wasn't supposed to change anything. Do you think do you have to think all the time? It's getting hard too, he remembered, right at the moment. Then don't. Let's both stop thinking. Even as the blood pounded in her brain, she kept her gaze locked on his and lifted her hands, trembling hands, to that button of her dress. He watched her unfasten it. Staggered at how that single, simple gesture, that tiny inch of spow skin, could electrify him. Felt his lungs clog, his blood sizzle, and his needs, all the long denied needs, make for release stop grace he said gently don't do that <laughs> her hands fell back to her sides and the feet she got let me do it <laughs> her eyes blinked open i stared stunned at his sober gaze as he, stopped. he stepped to her she took him one shaky breath and held it i've always wanted to he murmured and slipped the next tiny button free oh the breast came out and it hit saw "Ethan, <laughs> you're so pretty she was already trembling he lowered his head to brush a kiss over her lips and soothe. So soft. I've got rough hands. Watching her, he's giving his knuckles down her cheek over his head. But I won't hurt you. I know. I know you won't. You're shaking. He undid another button, then another. I can't help it. I don't mind. Patiently eats the button sprayed her I guess I knew deep down, if I walked in here tonight I wouldn't be able to walk away again. I've been wishing you'd walk in here. I've been wishing it a long time. So have I. The buttons were so tiny. His fingers so big. Her skin where the dress parted, where the edge of his thumb slid up, was so soft and warm. You tell me if I do something you don't like, or if I don't do something you want. <laughs> the sounds you made was part moan, part laugh. I'm not going to be able to talk in a minute. I can't get my breath. But I wish you'd kiss me. <laughs> I was getting to it. He nibbled gently, teasingly because he hadn't taken his time the first time he tasted her now he would linger sample find a rhythm that suited them both when her sigh filled his mouth it was sweet he loosened more buttons and let the long deepening kiss spin out touched her nowhere else not yet only mouth against mouth with flavors mixed when she swayed he lifted his head looked into her eyes clouded now heavy and aware i want to see you Slowly, inch by inch, he slipped the dress from her shoulders. They were sun-kissed, strong, gracefully curved. He'd always thought she had the prettiest shoulders, And now he indulged himself by tasting them. The hum in her throat told him she was both surprised and pleased by the attention. He had a great deal more to give her. She'd never been touched this way, as if she were something rare and precious. But that touch stirred in her so was so new and warm. Her skin seemed to soften and sensitive, sensitized under the brush of his lips the blood beneath to go thick and lazy she only sighed as her dress slid down to pool at her feet when he eased back again she could only stare up at him in wonder her lashes fluttered her pulse skipped when he stroked his fingers lightly over the swell of her breast above her simple cotton bra. she had to bite her lip to hold back the groan when he flicked open the hook when he gently cupped her breast and said, do you want me to stop oh god her head fell back and this time the groan escaped this working man's hands, working man's thumb, were skimming slowly, ricking me over her nipples. No. Hold on to me, Grace. He spoke quietly, and when her hands came to his shoulders and grip, he brought his mouth to hers again, drawing more this time, asking more, until she went limp. Then he lifted her into his arms, He waited until her eyes opened again. I'm taking you, Grace. Thank God he did. He had a smile when she pressed her face in the curve of his shoulder. I'll protect you. For a moment as he carried her off, she thought of dragons and black knights. And the more practical meaning got her. I take the pill. That's right. I haven't been with anybody since Jack. He'd known that in his heart, but hearing it only added to a steadily rising need. <laughs> she lighted candles in the bedroom as well, slim tapers there that lanced up out of the tiny white shelves. The white of her iron headboard glowed in the soft light. White daisies sprang out of the clear glass vase on the small table beside the bed. She thought he would lay her down, but instead he sat cradled her, holding her, jugging her with those slow, endless kisses until her pulse Beat thickly, grew sluggishly. His hands began to move. Everything, everywhere he touched, a small fire fanned into flame. Cl- Cal's tans slipping, sliding un- over her skin. Long, rough, aged fingers stroking, pressing. There, oh yes, just there. The day-long stubble of beard rubbed the sensitive curve of her breast as his tongue circled, then flicked. And always, always, his mouth coming back to hers for one more, just one more, endless, mind-reeling kiss. She tugged at his shirt. Hoping to get back some of the pleasure, some of the magic, found the scars and the muscles in the man. His torso was lean, his shoulders broad, and flesh warm under her seeking fingers. The breeze whispered through the open window. The call of the whippoorwill chasing after it. The sound no longer seemed so lonely. He used her back, settling her head on the pillow. The vent to pull off his boots. Pale gold candlelight swayed against the shadows. The collar of the smoke both shades shimmering over her he watched as her hands snuck up to cover her breast, and he paused long enough to take and kiss snow i wish you wouldn't he remembered. you're such a pleasure to look at she hadn't thought she'd feel shy he knew it was foolish but she had to order herself to let her hand fall onto the bed when he slipped out of his jeans, she had to struggle with her breathing all over again. No fairy tale night had ever been built more magnificently or bore scars more heroically. This desperate with love she held out her arms in welcome slipped into them, careful not to press his full weight onto her. She was fragile, he reminded himself, so slim and so much more innocent that she believed as the rising moon slanted its first light through the window, began to show her signs and mur- sighs and murmurs, long, slow caresses, quiet sips and tastes, his hands were roused, devastated devastated but never hurried hers explored admired and forgot to hesitate found where she was most sensitive the underside of her breast the back of her knee the sweet shallow seductive valley between her thigh and her center focused on her so focused on her was he that his own rising knee took him by surprise flashing once hard and strong dragging out his moan when he took her breast into his mouth she arched shuddering at the and she heard a and the rhythm changed. With his breath growing ragged, he lifted his head, his eyes intent on her face. His hands slipped between her thighs, pressed there against the heat i want to see you go over he played his finger over her in her as her breath quickened pleasure panic excitement all raced over her face he watched her climb closer closer with a breath tearing then released on a strangled cry as she peeked. she tried to shake her head to clear it but the delicious dizziness continued to spin the familiar room revolved hazed so that only his face was clear was real. She felt drunk and dazed and unspeakably aroused. This, finally this, was love as she dreamed it would be. Her skin quivered as he slid slowly up her body, his mouth laying warm, A damp. Drill. Please? <laughs> it wasn't enough. Even this wasn't enough. She craved the mating, the union, the final intimacy. Ethan, she opened the open foremars. Now? His hands covered her face, his lips covered her lips. Now? He murmured against them and filled her. Their long, groaning sighs blended. That first endless shudder of pleasure as he buried himself inside of her rocked them both. When they began to move, they moved together, smoothly, silkenly, as if they'd only been waiting. Desire was fluid, it current, steady. They rode it, thrown to pace, to deep, to resonating pleasure of each long, slow stroke. Grace whirled close to the edge, felt the orgasm build. She slid through her system like velvet ribbons so that she rose up farther up, wild in the glow, then floated down into weightless wonder. He pressed his face into her hair and let himself follow. He was so quiet and worried her. He held her, but he would have known she'd need him to. Still, he didn't speak, and the longer the silence stretched, the more she feared what he would say when he broke it. So she broke it. Don't tell me you're sorry. I don't think I can stand it if you tell me you were sorry. I wasn't going to. I promised myself I'd never touch you like this, but I'm not sorry I did. <laughs> she rested her head on her shoulder, just under his Will you touch me like this again? Right this minute. Because she got lazy amusement in his eyes, she relaxed and smiled. I know better than rush you on anything. <laughs> she lifted her head because it was vital that she knew. Will you, Ethan? Will you be with me again? She raised fingers through her hair. I don't see talking either of us out of it after tonight. If you started to, I'd have to try to seduce you again. Yeah? Smile crept over his face. Then maybe I should start talking. Thrilled, she rolled over him and hugged him hard. I'd be better at it next time too, because I wouldn't be so damn nervous. Nerves didn't seem to get in your way. I nearly swallowed my tongue when you walked to the door in that pink dress. He started to nuzzle her hair. Stop! Nervous. What were you doing wearing a dress to sit around at home? I don't know. I w- just was. She turned her head and kissed his longest throat. Hold on. Knowing just how quickly she could distract him, he took her shoulders and lifted her up A pretty dress candlelight. It's almost like you were expecting me to come along. I'm always hoping you will, she said and tried to kiss him again, sending me off with a recipe for Christ's sake. and a smooth, easy move, he plopped her on her butt beside him and said, You and Anna got your heads together on this, didn't you? Set me up. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say. She tried to be indig- indignant, but could only manage guilty. I don't know where you get these ideas. You never could lie with a spit. <laughs> Firmly took her chin in one hard, one hand, holding it until her eyes shifted his. It took me a while to figure it out, but I've got it now, don't I? She was only trying to help. She knew I was upset about the way things were between us. you got a right to be mad, but don't take it out on her. She was only, did I say I was mad? He interrupted. No, but, she chilled off. You're not mad? I'm grateful. His grin was slow and wicked, but maybe you ought to try to seduce me again, just in case. End of chapter ten.